0: There's a ton of everyone. That was my pitch.
1: We are living in a world on fire, full of sickness, disease, and fear. The world has made profit more important than the health of people.
2: Thankfully, we still have a way back to a healthy spirit, mind, and body.
1: The purpose of this Nature Makes the Rules podcast is to let people of all ages know that they can still have a strong and healthy life, no matter what the rest of the world is saying or doing.
2: We invite you to join us, Dr. Joe and Eileen, for the Nature Makes the Rules podcast.
0: Well, welcome back to Spine Geek, where nature makes the rules. My name is Jeff, your co-host here with Doctors Joe and Eileen Arve, as always. And uh, guys, today, you know, we are going to continue this conversation that we've been having about our thought life and, and, and the brain. And so last time, um, this phrase got thrown out that you guys used and you called it this bubble. We live in this bubble, you know, where in a sense what you were describing was a world where it hasn't gone crazy like the rest of the world that we all live in, where... You know, things still make sense and we still obey the natural design for our bodies and yada, yada, yada. One of the things that I have found in my world in, in getting to talk to people like you is that I've got a bubble of my own. I've got a community. I've got um, of people that are resources that are experts in in a lot of areas that I can go and I can pull from and just ask questions in fact I had a kid that called me the other day his dad knows that I do some podcasting work obviously and this kid is trying to get you know he's that he's a gen zer okay and so he's not born in 1965 doc like you but he was a gen zer and he mm-hmm. goes man I want to have this really cool podcast where I just, and he's a Christian, he's a solid kid. He goes, man, I just want to create a podcast that has resources and good conversations that bring wisdom to kids in my generation. And I'm going, I love it. Right. I absolutely love it. That's and so awesome. I'm sitting down with him and he goes, so what's your advice for that in terms of like show preparation? And I said, well, are you a curious person? And he goes, yeah, you know, that's part of the reason that I've got a guest list of people. And I'm going, brother, you are on your way already. And all you need to do is just get on these shows and ask the kind of questions that drive your own curiosity and thus wisdom will get shared and you get to share that kind of stuff with your friends. I feel like that's all I do is I I get around people like you that are Mm -hmm. passionate, that know a lot of stuff, that have great wisdom and life experience and just get to ask these sort of, you know, average Joe on the street questions and that sort of thing. But what I take for granted sometimes is that most people don't have that. Okay. Now, again, I'm not going to absolve personal responsibility. We, we know the biggest culprits of that are the the phone, the TV, the whatever, but life is also busy too. And without good boundaries, a lot of times people are, you know, having their, their, their sort of time eaten up by a lot of different things and they're missing out on these conversations. So I want to have a conversation with you guys today on how somebody can create their, like, let's call it metaphorical bubble, right? A place of community where it's more than just Doc and Joe, you know Doc and Eileen on on a podcast that are speaking wisdom to them because truth is, there's probably a lot of people in their life that need to have you know that that can share wisdom with them. But also, they need to be having conversations with their own friends as they're learning things from this podcast. You know, there should be a, a an exponential effect, a reciprocal effect, if you will. So, I want to talk about that today. So, first of all, how are you guys doing? And. Uh, you know, now that I've laid that foundation, I want you to jump in and say, okay, this is, you know, give us, give us the, like the straight, the from the bubble response that doesn't mince words, that just tells it how it is and tell people how they can start to do that.
1: <laughs> well, the first thing is, like you said, I was born in 1965, which means every year I care a little bit less what you think of me. And so, and, and I really don't care what my kids think of me either. I, I have a job to do. Mrs. Harvey and I have a job to do, and our job is to be the best uh, we can be at how God created us to be. And so, um, as far as creating a bubble, as far as creating a community, as far as creating a a, a influence, we a we have to go first, and be, and we have to be the example. Oh, you know, be the change you want the world to see. That's I think Gandhi said that a long time ago. It's about just being you and not allowing yourself to be distracted to be connected to the source, be connected to God, be connected to everything God says you are 24-7, 365, and not be connected to what man or the TV or the iPad or the cell phone or the Facebook or the Instagram or the YouTube. All that stuff is trying to not necessarily bring out the best in what God has for you. And so creating a, a community of congruency is really what I think is where we start. What would you say, Mrs. Rv? I
2: I agree with you. I also think that I think that the those things that you just mentioned also have a plan. They want you to dress a certain way, act a certain way. Oh, right. these people are doing this, so everybody needs to do this little uh, tweet or whatever. Right. Everybody's got to do this little the, the um, all the cool the kids. little challenge and things mm-hmm. like that. You know. So uh, I think I think that like whatever you're in. So if you're if you're in like. A Bible study, you're in a mom's group, you're in a um, at church or wherever you frequent, mm-hmm. maybe ask some questions of some of the people that are around you, you know, like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. You know, what do you think about it? Some of them may, may just reiterate what the world says and say, Oh yeah, just take a pill or whatever. But then been, if you see that there's somebody else that's maybe a, a little different, or that um, their their children are really healthy, you know. You go say, "Hey, what do you do?" I think you you have to have your eyes open so that you're 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 seeing what kind of bubble people are in because I think you can tell right away if mm-hmm. somebody's in a bubble where they're just right. taking a pill because they're really not healthy at all. You yeah. know they're they're not seeking out you know the sun or vitamin D or exercise for oxygen. I mean, they're not doing any of these essential things. So I think some of that. Um, I do have a, a ladies group. We have it's a book club Bible study that mm-hmm. I do. And, um, so there are some young women. And so sometimes I will ask things, I'll say, Hey, you know, Oh, what, you know, she'll say, Oh, my baby, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll say, well, have you tried this right. natural thing? And I'll bring it up to try to, well, to try, try to influence, but also to say there's other ways, you know, cause I hear what she says. And so I'm like, well, have you ever tried naturally this? And, you know, have you ever read this book? You know, like Mm -hmm. how to raise your child despite your doctor book, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's little things like that that I try to help other people um, in their bubble to try a little natural bubble.
1: You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm thinking. And so the thing is that, you know, you and I grew up in Michigan. and, And then I went to chiropractic college in Atlanta and got exposed to a whole different way of living, warm weather and stuff. And then when it came time for you and I to get married, we got married in uh, in Georgia, which there was some pushback from the people in Michigan. But again, we really started to become independent thinkers. We became become thinkers of okay, what's right? What's we a principled life? Again I, and again. I, sorry, folks, but two plus two equals four. And when you try to build your life on the rock, on the faith, on what the Bible says, there's truth. And that truth will protect you. That truth will give you direction. That truth will give you provision. And so anybody else's man's solution is to simply, like the Bible says, is building your house on the sand. And so we decided, you know, 34, almost 35 years ago, to start building our our life, our family, our parentings on the rock. And that meant that, A, we were going to live in Ohio for a year, and not Michigan, not move back to Michigan. And then we were going to move to Colorado so that we could really develop our own life and not be there with the influences that that maybe I had trying to be in Michigan, that I really couldn't live out who I was supposed to be, who God created me to be if I was too close to my family. So again, the question was, how do we build our bubble? How do we build our surroundings? We just simply have to follow what God, again, go back to the Bible in Abraham. God said, you need to move. I'm taking you to promised land. I need you to go and leave everything you know. And so that's literally lots of times is, is that look at your current life right now. If it's not working, something needs to change. Who are you allowing to influence your choices when it comes to what you think about yourself? Who are you allowing to influence your choices when you, when it comes to eating, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to your marriage, who has the loudest voice in your life? Is it God in his ways of, of what the Bible says or is it man or is it some rock star or is it some influencer or is it someone on youtube or is it the teacher is it the pediatrician none of those folks should be taking your power away you should not be giving your power to to them you should be going to god for what he wants you to do and say in 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 every situation and and that's literally how we've created over the years one day at a time you know wasn't always perfect but that's how we've always tried to go to him for his protection for his provision, right? And then that's when he, we get to see the miracles. That there's no way we could pay this bill. There's no way this thing could happen, but God came through somehow. And you just do that. One, You commit to that, knowing that man really does not have a solution to this, a better one for that matter. And and just look at society. That That proves it to you that we may not know what the answer is, but we know what it's not. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. So we just... You know, And again, if you, if you jump into the science like we talk about in our master class, if you, if you have behavior you don't like in your life, then you can go back to your brain because there's, there's, you have dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, epinephrine. Those are the dose hormones, and those are the ones that are supposed to make you feel safe and feel happy and feel peaceful. And so if you're trying to build a life, try to build your own bubble, does it bring you peace? Does it bring you happiness? Does it bring you safety? That's the thing, versus the other hormones that we have, and they're supposed, and there's again, they're supposed to be there: cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. But that's that's when things are scary. That's when fear, right? That's when the bear is chasing us, and we need to get away from it. And that's important to have that for five minutes or for an hour until the, you know the the fear is gone. But it's not a way to to live. And
2: so, right? We're not supposed to be in that because I think sometimes that we're we're making our decisions based on living in a fearful system.
0: Right. Doc, I, you know, there's probably a lot of research on this out there. I'd be curious to know if you know of any, but like just the, um, the, the power or the negative effect of like isolation, for example, you know, you talk about all these neurotransmitters and I mean, I just know pragmatically that, you know, isolation is used as a weapon of warfare, as a torture device. It's used in prison systems. It's used whatever. And so, but but we got a lot of people out there that that are very, very isolated today. And so what net effect do you think that, that and, and and you know, rather than having relationship, it is the, the medium of some of these devices and screens and and things like that. What's going on in the brain when somebody doesn't have regular connection? I mean, can you even speak to that going all the way back to like I mean, maybe even drawing some examples of like of like infancy and everything and what we know of child development and how isolation affects that? Like, what should people know about that very subject right now? To really motivate them to say, find your, find your tribe, as they say, find your community.
2: There was just a thing the other day. I'm trying to think of what it's rattling around in there, but it did a study on, on kids in, in homes. And they did, they did a little experiment and then they had to stop because the ones that didn't get touched or picked up, they died. Mm -hmm. So it is, is in our nature to be around people and loved and touching. And a lot of people, you know, will do it with their pets. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why there's so many service animals and stuff like that right now. And I mean, they're they're everywhere. I mean, <laughs> and it's a, it's a good thing. I know that, that even my mother-in-law, she will like to pet the dogs because it helps her. Mm-hmm. You know, once she's come off all, all her depression medicines, she, the dogs are like her little therapy kind of stuff. Even though we're there, she just, it helps soothe her. Um, but yes, but she's in community, so she's doing way better. But if she wasn't in community, if she was stuck in a home or something, she would not very, very well I don't think she would last it's, right. it's part of our DNA we have to to have to have conversation and feel loved and feel
1: needed actually in in mm-hmm. society you know? yeah yeah and, and again I I try to teach I use a lot of metaphors because I want people to understand the principle behind this because if if I can talk you into something someone can talk you out of it and if I can talk you out of something someone can talk you into it so I want you to understand that the Bible says it's not good for man or child, or or woman, to be alone, mm-hmm. you know? But who are they with, and what influence? And so, uh, you, again, the, the purpose of the Masterclass, we'll talk about later, is that you have to understand there's there's two stories. There's a story that either two plus two is four, it's usually created by God. If you live the way he wants you to live, and follow, and and live in a safe, natural way, then that's going to have a, what we call a green grass effect, means, means your body, your mind, and spirit is going to be healthy and strong you'll get through the storms, you'll be okay, and you're going to have a much better life than someone who's living what we say, a a two plus two equals five life. And that's literally where where, where corporations and society and the king profit over the people. So you have to look at, okay, uh, taking medication, short-term solution, but long-term can have a very negative, deadly effect on the body, right? Versus being healthy and strong. So Mental health, thought health, building our bubble, and the brain is the brain has two options. Follow, and the brain's smart. Ha ha. The brain knows. The brain makes the rules. Actually, that's the whole point of the master class. Your brain makes, you can't biohack the brain. The brain knows what's going on, and the brain's simply going to respond to whatever the, whatever the input it's being told. So if it's safe and healthy and strong, the brain, the brain will then send hormones to the body to make you lose weight, to be healthy, to be happy, to live, to function, to remember, to be kind to others, to be a fun person to be around because that's the input that you were giving our brain. So whether it's a newborn baby, whether it's an infant, whether it's a teenager, whether it's a child, whether it's it's an adult, whether it's a marriage, if you don't like your surroundings, your habits, your behavior, you got to change the input versus if your input is bad, which means you're on your cell phone all the time, you're in front of the TV all the time, that's stimulating that hormone response Too much stimulation yes yeah. and the dopamine is being re- it's like it's like the addict it's like the devil knows how addiction happens and you may not be addicted to cigarettes you may not be addicted to alcohol but you're addicted to something is 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 making that brain feel better whether it's ben and jerry's whether it's sugar whether it's tv whether it's it's pornography it's it's all a brain thing you're really not hooked on cigarettes Well, you're really not hooked on pornography. What you're hooked on is how that makes your brain react as far as hormone release. Well, even with the cell phone, I mean, you can be hooked on laughing by, you know, the funny things
2: that are happening. So you spend all the time doing it. So you're not actually living a life. But yeah, I I, I think that people just need to, because I mean, after, you know, 2020, a lot of people are afraid. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say that the, the, the good news is, is that you get stronger with germs I hate to say that but if I mean if you want to wear a mask and 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 be that way that's fine I'm saying but still go out still meet people until you feel better and you feel safer then you can take your mask off but I'm I, but I'm saying is that you need to get out and you need to get germs if we're in a germless society I'm sorry we're all going to be really really sick because you have to have germs so your body can tag germs and it can be a stronger germ fighter. Yeah. But if you're around no germs, I'm sorry. That's not the way to help. You're in
1: a sterile environment. So the smallest germ is just, it's not going to help you. So, and, and like, like folks, Jeff set me up and let me be me here. So uh, bottom line, um, you've been lied to. You just been lied to by, by man, by the world, by big pharma, by big food. They, their goal is to get you to buy whatever they're selling. And to make you feel bad about yourself, if, if you beer. don't buy it, and to feel good about yourself, if you do buy it, and they get everybody on the social media can, they get everybody and you can't trust anybody, right side, blue side, left side, TV, they're all trying to sell you something mm-hmm. and to put you in a state of fear to where you don't you're you're not adequate. You're not enough. That's the lie. You're not enough unless you listen to them, buy what they're selling, follow what they say. And I'm sorry, but God says, no, you are more than enough. Yeah. And Jesus says, you are more than enough with me. You don't need to be dependent upon man. And the thing is, whatever you think you need to be enough, your brain is paying attention. It is. And you be, you can become addicted to what God says about you and to life and to health and to healing and have fun and be balanced. And that's going to produce a whole lot better life than becoming addicted to what man says about you and trying to be—try to— impress him or find your approval in what man says. And again, maybe uh, definitely because keeping that brain and body strong, being able to, you know, we were at this homeschool con- uh, convention and these kids, they weren't walking around on their cell phones. Nobody they, they, was. They, they were, they, they if they're bored, they found things to occupy themselves, like reading a book, like coloring, like playing, like playing an instrument. There's all kinds of things you can occupy your time with that actually builds your health, Build your emotional health. Build your spiritual health. Makes you be a pleasant young person to be around. Very pleasant and, and very, very. They would articulate. They would. Yes. They would be able to talk to you and look you in the eye. It was. It was amazing. And it's all about the brain. So it all depends on what we're again in. In our bubble, in our world, we're saying no to being on social media. We're saying no to allowing the cell phone to dictate our life. We're saying no. To the TV, we're saying no to PlayStation. We're saying no to all these things. Yes, they're a treat, but they also were a tool that I use for my kids. Hey, if you don't behave, I'm taking it away. I'm taking away the cell phone. I'm taking away the car. I'm taking away, you know, I mean, our kids are still they're in their 30s. I still can ground up if I have to, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you've got to just unplug from all the things the world say says you need to be doing to be enough, to feel good about yourself, to have self-worth, to, self, to self-value. And again, it's, it's just, it's, it's a slippery slope, but you have to be constantly on guard for it. And it's an individual decision. I wish I could get my, make my kids do it. Sometimes I can't. I wish I could make, make my patient do it. Sometimes I can't. The only thing I can do is take care of me. And, 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 and I have to answer to me each day and then hopefully be a good leader to my wife and help support her as she answers to her own self and to what God says for her. And so that's literally what it is. It's like, listen, if you don't like the way your life is, you're the one that can change it. Nobody else. Right.
2: This kind of goes back to the last talk we just did. It's like to evaluate. This can be one of the things that you you look at how much am I on these things because the phone is going to tell you how long you've been on that phone. You know. So I mean, that's a nice thing, but then it's also a thing saying, okay, if I'm on this too long, I should change what I'm doing. I, I and if you if you can't remember these things, make a list. Mm-hmm. Make a list of these are. Look at this is a list of what I like to do. I'm going to choose one of those things. Do something different.
1: Go outside. You know, go outside. Go for a hike.
2: Create a new meal. You know, you you might have to do that online. Or you look through your recipe book instead of doing it online and say, oh, I haven't made this in forever.
1: And that's why I like our master class because I think it's episode number 13 or four, number 12 is like, here's how you're making your life brown grass and dead grass. Right. Here's all the things that they're telling you is going to make your life better. And actually, it's making you miserable. Mm-hmm. But- Here's the things you can be doing to make your life green grass. Here's the thoughts you should be having about yourself, mm-hmm. and you can have about yourself. Here's how your nerve system, why you should be getting adjusted on a weekly basis. Right. Here's the foods that are your friend, and here's the foods that are not your that are sabotaging the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's the exercises you can be doing every day Definitely. to move just to just to keep your brain. I mean, exercise is one of the best drugs if you would for depression for sleep issues yep. and there, i mean exercise just moving right Movement. and then protecting yourself against those toxins that literally can sabotage how you feel about yourself what you see when you look in the mirror and so you, and you just have to realize which way you're going to going to go do we want to keep living as slaves in egypt right or do you want to start moving towards the promised land but you're the only one that the listener. You're the one that has to make that decision. No one else can do it for you. You are responsible for your life. You. It's up to you to make your decisions. And right. it may not be popular in the family. It may not be popular in the marriage right now. Right. But but you have to look to God and say, okay, why did you create me? Mm-hmm. What's my purpose? What's my mission? Am I doing it? And, and mm-hmm. am I living it out? Mm-hmm. And if not, that may be why you're you're depressed. I I I, well, I found a little video from John Maxwell. And it talked about what are the chips on your shoulder? Meaning, what are the things that people told you you could never become or you could never do? And the, it, what, what makes me who I am is I'm like, I will prove you wrong. And sometimes it's taken time. I mean, I'm still 20, 30 years into, in, into this. But I have used the chips on my shoulder to my advantage to motivate, to, to motivate mm-hmm. me and spur me on, not shut me down and go, oh, must be self-fulfilling prophecy. I guess I am who they said they are. No, mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. who God says I am. And I've used my chips that based on whoever they are to prove them wrong. And it's, and I've used it to, to be successful, to grow yourself, not to simply say, well, that's my excuse. I'm just going to, whatever it is, just give in, you know?
2: Well, I I think one thing that, that we don't do anymore, but I think, and I want my kids to do do too. And it's like question everything. Don't just take anything that people say, just like, just like even, even your pastors, you're supposed to go to the scripture and say, is my pastor Yes. On this, is he right? On this, you know, it's like you just can't—you can't just check out and let somebody, somebody else's opinion, change how you're going to live your life. I mean, you even ours. Yes. Go, go to it. Seek out better food. Seek out. You know, is there another way? Don't you don't have to
1: listen to us can, either. But I'm y- but
2: I'm saying, yes. don't just let somebody else's, especially if you don't agree with them, dictate what you're going to do.
1: Don't take our word from it. Yeah. Again, we shouldn't have a secondhand faith. Right. Uh, you know, Psalm 119 says that I'm wiser and I'm smarter than than my mentors because I meditate on your word, oh God. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. it even says in Joshua, meditate on this day and night. Do not let this word depart from you. It wasn't just a good solution. No. I mean, I'm sorry, it wasn't a good suggestion. Oh. I mean, literally God's saying in the Bible, come to me, only me. Yeah. I will tell you what you need to do. I will tell you to turn right. I'll tell you, tell you to turn left. He told Noah exactly how build how strong to build the ark and are not to build it, right? And if you don't, it's
2: you say it's my personal responsibility. You don't just go, "Oh, so and so made me do it." Right. "Oh, so and so, I read it somewhere so I got to do it that way." Or, "Oh, hey, Dr. Joe said this so it's his fault." No, it's yeah. personal responsibilities. You are wa- walking in your life, live it, accept it. Personal responsibilities.
0: Doc, I I love that that phrase that you just used, secondhand faith. That's so good. I I love it. You know, hey, listen, to the, the listener out there, it is good to find deals at the thrift store, not your faith, right? Fair. Like we want to have a, a not a secondhand yes. faith. And, and so I, I think that's, that is one of those encouragements because I think there's <laughs> thrift a thrift
1: store faith. I like that. <laughs> that's good.
0: <laughs> there's a I, I just think there's a lot of people that would, that would hear something like this and go, okay, yeah, I just need to, I need to tune in. More. No, you can't just tune in. You've got to, you've got to apply this or whatever. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the, uh, um, I mean, it's proverbial wisdom for sure, but it's, it's the old adage that the student should go further than the master. And I I would encourage the listener out there as well to say, you have a wonderful opportunity with resources like this, with the tribe that you link up to and the wisdom that they have to take all of that stuff and like learn some of those lessons without having to go through years and decades, potentially of, you know, the, the heartache sometimes and the pain that, that those who will teach you those lessons, you know, can experience. But, but it's all, it's not for the sake of efficiency, it's for the sake of you're supposed to go even further. You're supposed to become wiser. You can. amen. Right? And so I hear this and I go, yeah. man, grab a hold of this, listeners. Like, take this stuff, do something with it, and then share it, you know, l- that- that lest we become the wiser. We are in a shortage of wisdom in this world. There's no doubt about that at all. Like, I don't think anybody's looking around at our world right now going, yeah, we're just filled with, everybody's just wise, you know? There's, like, nothing left to, to figure out anymore. Like, are you kidding me? They say that you become,
1: like, the
0: the five people you
1: hang out with the most that 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 basically your life, you who you are, the five people you hang out with the most are the ones that influence your life. So pick your friends wisely. I mean, me uh, again, if all my friends are out smoking and, and drinking and partying and golfing and not being good family men, uh, my wife has every right to say uh, you need to get some new friends. And the same thing with my my wife. If she's hanging out with people, again, that they're not living, it's like that's gonna influence that you can't stay you can't stay strong in that environment. You gotta watch out because you become most like the people that you hang out with.
2: So let us be your friends. Yes. FineGeek.com, Texas, if you're interested in the the, the master, master class. class.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. normally it's $2.99, but for our listeners, it's $49. It's all digital, so we can handle that over. Just text brain the 303-457-8080 we'd love to be your friends we yeah yeah ask us questions questions Probably. texas 303-457-8080
0: well guys as we close I, I i don't just hear don't just you know have you be their friends that's a part of it for sure but i also heard choose your friends wisely but that's all predicated that's yep. predicated on a on a first step for the listener out there it's also choose friends find them Okay. That's part of it. And, and we yes. can't, we can't be the, the matchmaker service for a tribe and friends and, and, and things out there. You have to put yourself out there, yep. but as an encouragement, and, and I think that you guys would, would testify this too. I've, I've always been amazed at the way that passionate people who are passionate on things seem to find each other, man, when you are, when you're committed to live a certain yeah. way, you know, it, 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 might seem lonely at first, but eventually you're, you're not going to find the masses, right? Because you're never going to be in the minority, in the majority. When, when you're going uh, the road less traveled, if you will. But you're going to find people along the way. It eventually happens. And then, you know, I think if anything, because of the smaller number, there is a greater passion there, but it also reminds you of how precious that friendship is, that mentorship is, that relationship is. So, uh, so treasure those things and steward them well. And Doc, you got the last word.
1: You know, the best friend I have is Jesus. That's really the first friend. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, and if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's the first friend you need. And that really is the only friend you need at certain points. And he will guide you and lead you, and he'll never disappoint you. He'll radically change your life. And so I would ask that everybody here, if you haven't made Jesus your best friend yet, start there, please.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, SpineGeek.com and to our listeners out there, thank you as always for tuning in and giving us a half an hour or so of your time. And we will catch you next time for another episode of Spine Geek, where nature makes the rules. Thank you for listening.